in today's show. Bradley Beal is out for the season. I'll talk about that and what I'm watching for for tomorrow. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Normally in this show, the What to Watch For show, I'll tell you what I'm watching for, but I'd also give you stream options. I'm not doing it today. I'm still going to tell you what I'm watching for, but stream options, I'm not even going to bother because so much shit can change by the time that tomorrow happens. And we want to save our ads for the trade deadline. So I'm not even going to tempt you with who to stream in. If you want to really find it, you can hit up the daily projections page on Basketball Monster if you're a member. You can see who some good streams could be for that day. But do not use your ads on a daily stream. On a guy to add based on a trade, no worries. On a daily stream, no thank you. But let's get to the other big news. Bradley Beal is out for the season. We've talked about this a little bit. It's why I mentioned, I hope I mentioned, I think I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that I wouldn't be buying low on Beal with this wrist injury because I thought it was going to lead to a significant situation. Um, What I think happened here is that the Wizards, as dumb as they are, um, were going to try and get Sabonis to bring in. And when that didn't happen, they went, all right, pack it in. We're done for the year. Beal, have your surgery. He was going to fight through it, maybe come back with Sabonis and push for the plane or whatever bullshit. But once they didn't get him, they said, all right, let's pack it in. So Beal's done. He's cooked. We have seen in the last few games without Beal, they have been starting Aaron Holiday. Perhaps foolishly, but that's what they've been doing in that spot. To say it hasn't gone particularly well, I think is fair. He's been fine, but it hasn't really gone well for anybody on that team, has it? They've been shocking. They've been pumped in the last couple of games. Now, is that an indication they're going to lose by 30 every game? Absolutely not. Of course it's not. No one's going to lose by 30 every night. But I still think there's things to happen here. I think Dinwiddie could move. What this does do is it really helps Kyle Kuzma and keeps him as the number one option offensively. Amazing as that is to say as a sentence, it is true. And he is that guy now. As as shithouse as Spencer Dinwiddie has been this season, and he's been shithouse, it does help him. Because outside of the last couple of games... When Beal has been out early in the season, Dinwiddie actually played well. So I would grab Dinwiddie. I know it's frustrating. I know he's been dreadful. But I do think this helps him. It theoretically should help Contavious Caldwell-Pope. But he's such a fringe player that I wouldn't waste an ad on him at this point. If I was them, I would be starting Corey Kispert. Easily. I would start Corey Kispert over Aaron Holiday. I'd even start Denny Avdia over Aaron Holiday. But that's not what they're doing. So I really want to watch... Holiday, I want to watch Kispert. I want to watch um, Avdia to see who, if any of them could push to 30 minutes. Because if they do, Kispert and Holiday, even Avdia, probably not as much Avdia, but if they get 30 minutes, then they do become 12-team league players. But at the moment, they're just sort of mission-mashing them all over the place. 27 here, 24 here, 24 here. 
If I'd prioritize one of those guys, and I wouldn't because I don't think they're must roster 12 team league guys at this stage, it would be Kispert over Holiday and Avdia. I don't really view Holiday as a solid player. I think, no, actually, it's not true. He's a solid backup ish player. Kispert and Avdia have the potential to groom into starting guys. I don't love Kispert as a player either, but there is something a little bit there to push into more value. I don't think it really has an impact on the centers because, again, I don't think the Wizards are finished. I think someone's moving. Harold O'Brien is moving. So I'm still stashing Gafford. I don't think... Again, you know that my blanket answer is, does this mean that Rui Hachimura is an ad? No. No, it doesn't. Unless Rui Hachimura proves it to me for like a month-long stretch of him being a top 100 player, I will never buy him as a top 100 player. He has never done it in the past. He's not doing it now. Are they going to start Kuzma at the three and Hachimura at the four now with Beal out? I really doubt it. The answer to the question, should I add Rui Hachimura, for me, is always a no. Maybe that changes later on. But you need to prove it to me over a long period of time. Because I've seen it for two and a half years and it hasn't been good. So, no, we're not adding him. Again, the ad, I think, despite the struggles the last two games, I think Dinwiddie is fine to add. It solidifies Kuzma. There's a battle between Holiday, Kispert, Neto even, and Denny Avdia. And I don't think any of them become must roster 12. Same with KCP. But they're all going to have stretches, much like the Clippers with your Batums and Coffees and Canards and Mans and all those sort of guys who will just be one guy will have a game here, one guy will have a game here, one guy will have a game here, and it'll be back and forward and ups and downs. Unless one of those guys can stabilize at 30 minutes, and I think Kispert and Avdi are your two best options there, then it's hard to see any of them as must roster 12s. Obviously, you drop Bradley Beal. Obviously. But if you're playing with a can't cut list, Again, another reminder, one of those things that I will always tell people when setting up a league, do not have a can't cut list. You should never have a can't cut list because now you might be looking to add someone, but you can't do it because Beal can't be cut. And you got to wait for someone else to make that move, to move him off the can't cut list. Might take two days. I don't know. Might take a day. Who, who knows? And you're at a disadvantage through no fault of your own. Don't have can't cut lists. If you're in a league where someone's making the decision to cut Bradley Beal when he's not hurt or not healthy, A, the commissioner just reverses that deal or that move and kicks that guy's ass all the way out of the league. And I don't even know what B is, but that guy's obviously just a, a real kid's cover him, real fuckhead who doesn't deserve to be in your league to begin with. So, yeah, that's that's how I would approach that. Um, Yeah, price picks. That's one of the worst transitions you'll ever hear. But price picks is definitely not one of the worst things you'll ever do because it's great. It's awesome. It is something you need to be using. Pricepicks.com is daily fantasy made easy. I know you are going to love it. You are definitely going to love it. What it is, you pick two to five players and you go to their over-under projections, whether that's points or steals or threes, rebounds, blocks, fantasy points, whatever. Corey Kiss, but over-under points, say it's 15. Bang, which one do I want? Spencer Dinwiddie, over-under shit games. That's not one of their categories, but over-under assists, seven. Hit it in. Combine two to five players and you can win up to 10 times your entry. It doesn't just have to be basketball as well. You can chuck multiple sports in there. So chuck some Super Bowl over-under props in there. Mix them up. Throw some NHL ones in there. College basketball, MMA, soccer, whatever sport, you can chuck them all in together. And for a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA, $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. Trades are popping off already, but there is a trade deadline coming up Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. So us at Locked On NBA, we've got a live show. At 2 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, February the 10th on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. 
hosted by Kim Becker, with analysis from John Corrales and a fired up and very tired Josh Lloyd. We'll be going through all of the moves that go down, the moves that don't go down, the fantasy implications, the real life implications as well. So head to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, hit the notification bell, and you'll be able to see my ugly head out there chucking out stuff with uh, you know, people, I'm sure, criticizing my hairline, as I always do. doesn't matter. Let's go. We're going to talk about it. I'm fired up. Let's actually now look at what I'm looking for for Wednesday's game. Spurs and Cavs. Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Last couple of games for Whitey have been a little bit down. But, you know, I, I just I more want to see him stabilize with the team, you know, getting back to being healthy. More importantly, I want to see Zach Collins, who I thought impressed in his first game. That'll be interesting to see how they use him. Will he take the backup minutes from Eubanks and from Landale? And how does he look out there? I don't think he's cutting into Yucca Pertle's production. And I don't think he's going to be a 12-team league guy. Will he cut into Doug McDermott's value as a four? Really interesting to watch that. And one of the big things to watch, Karis LeVert. He's probably going to play first game. Well, he's not going to play. He's going to play in his first game um, for the Cavs. Do they start him with Markinen out? Probably. How does he fit with Garland, who's currently questionable, with Love, with Allen, with Mobley? Very, very interesting stuff to watch. And it's still, the picture's not clear because Markinen's not back yet. And then Rajon Rondo went off last game. Played 32 minutes. Had been shithouse in every other game. And that game was against the half ass paces. So what does Rondo do if Garland is out? Does Rondo even play if Garland plays? Do they go with Goodwin as the backup? I think they'll stick with Rondo, but I'm not sure. So that's something to watch. For the Bulls, Ayo Desunu is out. Concussion. So who are they going to start? It's going to have to be Kobe White. So let's watch his production push up. And if this was a situation where we'd stream, then we would stream in someone like Kobe White. The other guy who's going to have to get minutes is Matt Thomas. Now the dude can shoot. Can't do anything else, but he can shoot. So there is some interest there, especially for DFS. Maybe he pops off, scores 15 points with five threes. That will be something to watch if you're looking at prop betting. There's a little bit of value boosting up there for Matty Thomas with Desunmu, Caruso, Lonzo, Derek Jones, all of those guys sidelined. There is, um, yeah, there is a possibility of some some decent enough numbers for him. Well, for the Hornets, Gordon Haywood's out. I don't expect Gordon Haywood back this week. I don't expect him, expect him back before the trade deadline, but nothing official is there. I just don't expect him to play. Cody Martin's out. Jalen McDaniels is out. James Booknight is doubtful. So Kelly Oubre is going to have to shoulder a much larger load. Giggity! PJ Washington Jr. is probably going to get more minutes. So is Mason Plumley. Again, I'd be streaming Washington in if I was recommending streaming at this point. And until we get a bigger update on... Um, on Haywood, they say he's out for three months. Um, they said it's expected to be out for a while. Yeah, maybe Washington is an ad for this short term. We'll see. Very interesting stuff happening in um, in Charlotte. The Raptors and the Thunder. Chris Boucher not getting twenty minutes a night, which is a worry. That leads to some um, concerns about where his value lies. I'll hold through the deadline. If any semblance of a center comes, and I said this the other day, then I don't think you're going to hold him. Because he's not getting 20 minutes a night now. He's buffering that value by getting some blocks and scoring okay. But the minutes are down, the production's down. He's a fringe guy. And if at the trade deadline, I think he becomes expendable. Um, I'll say it this way. I don't think the Raptors are making a trade to make his role bigger. So I'm holding through the deadline, but I'm also looking at Boucher in my roster and saying, Hey, if someone becomes available due to trades whose value is going to rise sharply, then he becomes a pretty clear drop to me. 
And then also Siakam. I just want to watch him because he's playing at an unbelievable level. Like literally at an all-NBA level at the moment, Pascal Siakam. And that is super interesting for those of you who got him in fantasy outside the top 70 because of his injured uh, shoulder to start the season. Um, for the Thunder, Darius Baisley. A lot of injuries. Robinson Earl, he's out. Aaron Wiggins is out. Mike Muscala is out. Baisley's playing big minutes. Shea Goodis Alexander's out. Baisley's playing big minutes. He's shooting all wax and wane, but the defensive stats, the rebounds are there. And he is... He is a 12-team league guy. Would I burn a waiver ad at the moment to add Baisley? Hmm. Probably not. But it's really bloody close. Like, it's really close. Because those injuries to Wiggins and Robinson Earl and Mascala and even Shea, they're long-term. That's two to three weeks probably we're looking here. And that's not bad value for Bays. But I want to watch him here. And also Josh Giddy, mainly because they're going to be limiting his minutes to 30. He was still really good in that game against the Warriors last time out playing the 30. But that's something for us to watch. What does that mean for guys like Trey Mann, Ty Jerome, Teo Maladon, those sort of players. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You know it, I know it, everyone knows it. Even Josh Giddy knows it. I'm sure he does. He loves Bilt Bar. That's one of the reasons he moved to the States, Josh Giddy, is because he knew he could get an endless supply of Bilt Bars. And why wouldn't you? I'm considering it myself. They are the best tasting protein bar ever. Instead of those shitty ones you get from a supermarket that taste like garbage, they've got protein, but sure, Bilt Bar's got protein, but it tastes like a candy bar. It's filled with taste, it's filled with flavor, it's filled with protein, but it's low in carbs, low in calories, low in sugar. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and save yourself 15% on a box of the best tasting protein bars ever. Built Bar is built different. Let's get through the last couple of games here. One of those is the Golden State Warriors against the Utah Jazz. Klay Thompson will not play in this game. It's the first of a back-to-back, and he is sitting. So, Geordie Poole, the swimmer. Big minutes are coming. He's been playing well even with Klay, but minutes should push up here. And I want to watch Johnny Kaminga. He... Yeah, you know, we'll have issues with his free throws. He'll have issues generating assists or sometimes field goal percentage, but there's some bulk volume coming in. And with Andre Iguodala dealing with a back issue with Otto Porter, who knows if he's going to play due to it being a back-to-back. There's a chance for Kaminga to play 25 here. And again, if we were streaming, we'd consider it a stream. But his props and his DFS value, a little bit of a boost here. For the Jazz, does Rudy Gobert play? Do they start Yudoka as a BUK, who they started over Hassan Whiteside last game, and he looked pretty good. So watching uh, as a Buke and Whiteside and Gobert and how that all plays out is interesting. Also watching Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Watching the minutes. Do they rise without Joe Ingles? They didn't in his first game back, but that's first game back. So let's see what his playing time looks like without Ingles. Does he get to 28 a night? Or does he stay at that 24 minute a night mark? I think that's really going to be key. The Lakers and the Blazers. Malik Monk. Well, his value is pretty solid. I think he's a 12-team league guy. I think he's going to remain a 12-team league player. Carmelo Anthony is probably going to be out. He is out on Tuesday. He might be out Wednesday. But just watching Monk get those 30-plus minutes a night, be useful enough in that role, or very useful in that role, to be honest, and put together some good numbers is something to watch. While Anthony Davis has been really good since coming back, putting up some big, big numbers, him and LeBron um, playing decently well, um, watching how it goes on a back-to-back for him. For the Blazers, well... I'd love to be able to watch what happens with the traded players, but I don't know whether we're going to have Alexander Walker or Josh Hart available. I highly, highly doubt it. I don't think they're going to be available. So we're going to be looking at a team that's probably going to be getting big minutes in for Justice Winslow, big minutes for Ben McLemore, big minutes for CJ Allaby, big minutes for Trendon Watford. 
So watching the Winslow, Mclemore, Watford, Allaby, how that all goes. I think Watford and Winslow probably have the best chance of rest of season value. And I think Justice actually might be a 12-team league player, as I detailed earlier in the show, breaking down that deal. But we're not going to get a full picture of things because Hard and Alexander Walker, they're not, they won't play today, obviously, and they probably won't play on that game on Wednesday. Maybe they do. Maybe it's a fast turnaround. I highly doubt that they'll be available for that game on Wednesday, but that is something we watch. Speaking of waiting for a trade, the Sacramento Kings, they host the Timberwolves. For the Wolves, I want to watch D'Angelo Russell. He's dealing with his shin contusion again, which is frustrating. It is a back-to-back for them. He did appear on the injury report as questionable for Tuesday's game. That hasn't been updated at the time of me recording this, so I don't know whether he plays. Um, they play, interestingly enough, the Kings on Tuesday and the Kings on Wednesday. Hmm. also want to watch Jaden McDaniels. He's been a bit up and down. Not a bad streamer, but he's been a bit up and down. But then on the Kings... Well, I don't think Sabonis is going to be available in either of these two games. Maybe he is. I don't think Justin Holiday or Jeremy Lamb will be there. And we also don't know whether De'Aaron Fox will play or Marvin Bagley will play. So Davion Mitchell's going to have a huge role. It might be a huge role that's dropped a bit if Fox plays, but it might be absolutely through the roof. No healed, no Halliburton, no Fox is a possibility for Mitchell. So he could have some really, really big numbers. And I also want to watch Rashawn Holmes because Rashawn Holmes is probably going to die in the arse here. Sabonis is going to come in. He's probably going to move to the bench. Or he gets traded to another team. But for now, and not one opportunity at least here before this trade deadline for him to see some value, to rise, do something. Because I'm really doubtful that Sabonis is going to play. That'll do it for today's show. A little bit different format, no streamers. Remember, hold your ads. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.